episode 27, Winging It with Painter and Rico. Our special guest tonight is David Mayhew, Boris. Welcome, David. Thank you. Thanks for inviting me. Nice to see you, Dave. Yeah. Let's... Uh, oh, go on. No, I just said I'd better call him Boris tonight, because otherwise yeah. it'll get confusing. Dave and Dave. It's only... Yeah, that's right. It's, it, only my mum calls me uh, David. Dave. So, yeah. So... You've had a long and distinguished career, great career. Go back to your early days, because you were at Leeds as a kid. No, I uh, started off, I, I used to live in... <laughs> you always get, get facts wrong every <laughs> week. <laughs> <does he>? yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, it, if it helps, I used to support Leeds as a kid. <laughs> Got a Leeds t-shirt. Yeah, I got a Leeds. Yeah, watched them once. But no, I um. That's same as Darren Paul. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I have, basically how it all started. I played um for the county Berkshire, and I played for a team called Crawley Raiders, and within that, that was up in Sandhurst by by where I lived in Camberley, and we'll probably come on to him later on. But I played with Bobby Gould's son Jonathan okay. at the time in the team called Crawley Raiders. Um, but playing for the county, I played a game at Molyneux got spotted by Leeds because I was unattached at the time after being at QPR um, as a schoolboy as it was in those days you didn't have to do these long contracts which the academy players have to do uh, went up to Leeds played had a week's trial there um, done really well um, obviously because they gave me a contract on the back of it but the manager at the time was Eddie Gray I was a Leeds fan as I said I was training with Dave Harvey Peter Lorimer, who at the end of their careers, uh, Martin Dickinson, um, there weren't that many of the real old Leeds ones, but the Peter Lorimers were well known in that uh, day. Mm. But the, the team I played with in the game, because they were in the first team at the time, but they didn't have a game, and it was the Northern Intermediate League, and this was the team I played with, and Eddie Gray was the manager watching the game, uh, was... Phil Hughes in goal, who you probably won't know too many of you, but he took over from Pat Jennings for Northern Ireland. Dennis Irwin was right back. Terry Phelan left back. <laughs> Neil Aspin, who had a good career centre-half, with a guy uh, called Jack Ross who didn't make it. John Sheridan in midfield. Uh, Scott Sellers, who was a quality player as a kid. Nigel Thompson, who only played a couple of games for him. Tommy Wright. Yeah. Uh, on the right wing. Oh, yeah. And two did start at Leeds. Yeah. And, <laughs> you got it right, Tang. And and, Pete, and I played up front with a lad called Peter Swan, who played yeah, a few games. Neck, and, and, yeah, he did, yeah. 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 Did he make, Great at heading it on with his neck and all that. A, yeah, I bet he made a lot of matches. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah he always yeah, he always had a tan on his face, white legs. Great striker. But he, uh, one. Yeah, no, and that was a team, and you, you couldn't help but play well with great players like yeah. that so it was a decent that's our moment. biggest name drop of all wasn't it you know, yeah. oh, Dennis Irwin the, no, the amount of players who <laughs> yeah. just dropped in well I thought, you'd like, I thought they'd like to know that because yeah. it was a it was a decent team yeah so what happened then so I ended up being I ended up going going to Leeds for a year and in those days it was a YTS for those that can remember it but they only gave you a year's contract um and Keith Mincher, who was a guy who was at Bristol City for a while when Tony Forfrott was there, was my youth coach, really good coach and all that. Uh, ended up there a year, got 29 goals in 35 games, but I was useless like the rest of my career in training. And they didn't, they, Leeds were a second division club then, the old Div 1, Div 2, for the Prem. Uh, so didn't get offered anything. And um, what happened there 
Rovers were on tour, Bristol Rovers, and Bobby Gould took the youth team, bearing in mind he was the manager. Tony Forfrup was on the same boat because Leeds were on it. And he said, have you had any players that have been released? And he said, well, two were really unlucky. He said, you might want to look at. One was John Scales. Yeah. Okay, and he gave him a, Bobby Gould gave him a three month contract and he said the other one's Dave Mayhew and he said is that the one from Berkshire and all that and the ginger what? one the, the straw <laughs> no the, the strawberry blonde the strawberry blonde and um, so Gould he gave me a year contract because Reading with Ian Branford were interested in me um, which is where I was from uh, and, I, uh, and that's how I ended up, and then still, still down here from, from that conversation. Tony Forfrock. Yeah. So that's from a young lad then, Boris, isn't it? Eighteen. Yeah. Eighteen. Eighteen by then. And, and the first day, the first day I came down to Rovers, and I was in the um, the Porto cabin at Hambrook, where the golf centre is now. Um, looked over, and there were three people in four people in the um, in the weights Porto cabin. It was Wezo, who's my best mate now. Timmy Carter, who's unfortunately not with us now, God rest him. Lee Porch and Nicky Tanner, okay. who became good good mates. Like, yeah. so. And where's always Ian Weston? Ian, Ian Weston, yeah, yeah. 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 We, we, li- know, we know well from our birthdays, yeah. don't we? Yeah, we do. But you get a mention later on, I got no yeah. doubts about that one. So, talk us through Rovers and your, your time at Rovers. Well, it starts, the first year it started off with... Um, uh, in the youth team and Lindsay Parsons um, who's not again not with us Lindsay Parsons was our uh, youth manager he was very anti-players from outside of Bristol as, as academy guys can be and he loved your Martin Boyles who I'm sure you Martin Boyle yeah, you played with who was yeah. a great player he was a great player so it was always me and him up front and there was Timmy Carter and you know I basically had a year in the reserves and, and played with Lindsay Parsons and there was there, Lindsay had a bit of a thing about me, and uh, there was one game we played. He, he came up to me. And he, he, I couldn't. I wasn't very good at editing, and he made that apparent that I started <laughs> to edit. I needed to start to learn how to edit ball. Bear in mind, I was 18, 18. And we played Oxford away, and he said, "Right, Boris." He, he said, "You're up front again today with Boiler." He said, "You're going to re- if you haven't edited a ball after ten minutes, you're going to centre half where you've got to edit. If you haven't edited it there for, after fifteen minutes, you're coming and sitting by me. I've had enough of it." <laughs> so the first first half starts. I've scored the best diving header you've ever scored. <laughs> I've given it. I've, I've, it was like it was on a big cr- sort of field, where it's a cricket pitch and everything, because it was an under eighteen game. Yeah. And we've gone back into the pavilion at half time, and I've got the lads. We're one nil up with me, Edda, and all that. Pushed everyone out of the way, wanted to be first in there, sit down. And in true Lindsay Parsons style, he said to me, he said, well done. He said, not a bad edit. He said, make sure you do that every week. And then he went on to the rest of the team. I was gutted. But, uh, yeah, so played played those games. Played a few um, reserve games. And, and Bobby Gould was still playing then. And he showed what a good player he was. Yeah. Um, and then the next year, we moved to, because that was the last year at Eastville, we went to Twerton. And, and played there. But, you know, you've just said you played a, a season in the reserves, more or less, you know, but that was a good standard then, wasn't it? The, the old, was that the old combination league? It was the old combination, well... Where they played... Yeah, this is a major range. One of, one of, the, one of the games we played at, uh, uh, But this is the standard, and yeah. what helps you become a better footballer yourself, yeah. was we played at Eastville um, in the day against Arsenal, we lost 2-1, um, but they were streets ahead of us. But on the pitch, David Rowcastle, 
Tony Adams and Martin Keown were the two centre-halves. And there was probably some other names on there, but um, that was the type of opposition you yeah. play against. I, I remember playing against Paul Ince um, at West Ham down at Hambrook. It was nil-nil and he scored the goal. He, he actually got marked by, um, is it Bob, uh, Bobby Brown? He lives lives over by me in Frampton, Bobby yeah, Brown. Yeah, yeah. He was a Extra fantastic yeah. player. I still yeah. bob into him now. But he uh, You don't look any older, Bobby Brown. No, he does look well to be fair. Cool. I see him out on walks and all that. But yeah, no, um but you know, you were playing against that opposition and that was a, a good breeding ground. Did you play in a combination team? No mate. I played in it a few times for Rumors. I think I played with you, yeah. yeah. Against Chelsea and they had like um, Mickey Droy, Alan Hudson playing. And you looked at the team sheet, you know, like I said, Frank Rivington played for Leicester Reserve or someone like that, and you think, wait, man, he was playing the first team last week. Well, but you don't get that now, do you? We, it's all under 20. We played at Forest Green at the old ground, and there was a big crowd there. We thought, that's all right, but it was all, all they all come. There's a lot of women there to watch Charlie Nicholas. Yeah. Played in a played in a reserve game there. So yeah, you did play against some some decent players. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I don't. I took the Rovers reserves when I was helping Phil Baitwright and joined that caretaker and pulled Troll up in that. And I took the reserves up to Reading. Martin Keown was playing for Reading, and he was horrible, you know. <laughs> and proper centre half, you know. We didn't change his game at all nah, for the reserves. Still on it, reserve team game or nothing, you know. Obviously coming to the end of his career, like, but you know, going through tackles and when when you could go through tackles, you know. I well, Tony Adams was, he, and oh. I think people have said it's bad. It was he was a great player. It was his talking. Yeah. It was constant. It was like, will you shut up? <laughs> it was like just constant. Yeah. Having to go, it, you know, like like obviously the Ashes has just started. Like you know the the bantering and the sledging of that. And he, he wasn't having a go at me. But he's just like, will you shut up? But the one player I played against who really didn't like, um, and he was horrible on the pitch, was Andy Townsend. Who okay. used to be at Southampton? Yeah. We played against him for Weymouth, didn't we? Yeah, yeah he was horrible. Like really? good commentator, but uh, like um, yeah, not not a nice, not nasty piece of work on. I didn't pitch. see that when I played against him. You, yeah. you? But again, he's probably a bit younger then. When you, a bit older when you played against him. Well, I had strawberry blonde there. So yeah. He'd have been picking on me, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so I cut you cut you short. So moving from Eastfield to Trump to uh, Twerton. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, that, that was the, obviously big for Rovers going there and everything. And But that season, Rovers became sort of the rag, ragbag Rovers and uh, from, from a, a conversation that Gawley started off. And, you know, it, I started the season up front with um, Trevor Morgan and uh, Trevor, Trevor Morgan and Robbie Turner came in at, at some stage during that season. But the, uh, the rag, ragbag Rovers is always a, a good, good story for the Rovers fans that are listening. Um, we played um, in the papers on the Friday. It was all about um, we were playing Blackpool away. At, um, is it Bloomfield Road? Blackpool. Yeah, Blackpool. Bloomfield, yeah. And Gordy called us Ragbag Rovers because basically we didn't have a pot to piss in. And our the strike force on the day was Robbie Turner, who had just come to the club because I think Trevor had gone back to City, and myself, who we were worth 35 grand between us, <laughs> and all that, and a packet of crisps. And Robbie went for five, 30 grand to, to Wimbledon later on, so that's how good I was. Yeah, no, but you go, you go back, what, what year was that then? 87, 87, I think, 1987, 88 season. So it was in the papers. Gordy was on calling us Ragbag Rovers and basically we didn't have a pot of piss in but Blackpool were just about to sell Paul Stewart who's been in the papers yeah, re yeah. recently for I think he went for 800 grand but it's going to be a million pounds to Man City who weren't a big club then 
so we walked in the dressing rooms. Uh, uh, we walked in the dressing rooms, and Gordy done his team talk. And this was in the days where you only had one sub. And he went, "If I had all the money in the world, knowing we'd read the papers the day before," he said, "I wouldn't sell or play any other players." that are going out for Rovers today. So you wear that shirt with a bit of pride and passion and we are good enough to come away with something today. So anyway, the game starts. I'm up front with Robbie. Kenny Ibbett's playing sweeper. We're 4-0 down after 35 minutes. <laughs> Kenny Ibbett's bombing on past me, bearing in mind he should be sweeper and we're 4-0 down. And we've gone in at half-time and Gordy's gone at, and with his eyebrows that went together, He's gone in, he's, he's started ranting and raving. He's thrown a bag at Ron Green, who was a the goalkeeper there. If you remember Ron yeah. Green, he sort of protected yeah. himself, but obviously dropped it, <laughs> being a goalkeeper and all that. And he started to go, he started to go through the goals. And he got, he got to the fourth goal and he went to, he went, and Colin Methan was the big centre-half. I don't know if you remember, he just basically, a corner come in, he's edited it in, there's no one within 10 yards of him. And, uh, <laughs> and basically, Gordy's gone, and as for the fourth goal, who the fucking hell was marking Colin Meffin? And Robbie turned up, put his hand up and said, well, Gaffer, it was, it was me. I, I, I should have been marking him, but I'd just come off the pitch. So he said, OK, well, you know the score. The sub, who was Gary Smart, he said, <laughs> Smarty, he said, Robbie was off the pitch. You have to come on and mark his man. And if there's a height difference or something, you swap over. He said, where were you? Expecting him to say, oh, he just got away from me or anything. And Smarties looked up in front of the dressing room. He gone, where was I? He said, Roy Dolan told me to help carry Robbie around the side of the pitch. <laughs> <laughs> he said, so I wouldn't even up. So normally Gordy would then give him a... Gordy, you know, no one had ever given an answer to that. So then on the, on the Monday, and this was the days when the games were on uh, HTV West, Roger Malone, who I expect a few uh, people have heard of, Roger Malone went through the goals and he went, look at the marking on the fourth goal. <laughs> <laughs> and it basically shows a crop corner come in, Colin Meffin puts the ball in the back of the net, and I'm not joking, Robbie Turner is behind the goal where the ball's nestled in the net. One side is Gary, the other side is Roy Dolan, and he's looking at the ball as he's going past when he should have been on the pitch. Brilliant quality. But, we, um, but there was a good story to the end of that, was um, we lost 6-1, but I got me one. Yeah. <laughs> you talk about Roger Malone, he was the commentator, wasn't he? If you're watching in black and white, Bristol City are in the red. <laughs> yeah. we, I listened to one when uh, Colin Owlett was doing it on the radio and Rovers played Shrewsbury and it was a bit murky and misty with their old gay meadow pitch. And uh, he said, I'm not sure who that is on the far side. It's either Nicky Tanner or Devon White. But I'm sure you <laughs> can tell the difference between those two. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. But yeah, so so that was where the ragbag rovers yeah. story started, and it was actually that game. Going back to Bobby Gold, though, didn't he ever work hard for Bristol Rovers? He must have done about ten different roles. I mean, the kit management, the kit. Like I said this story before, I think when I was at Bath, I would I'd need a treatment, and I had to get it up at Rovers, up at Hambrook. And I went out there on Friday, about half six, seven o'clock, all shut up apart from one room with a light on. Bobby Gold. I went yeah. in and he said, get on the bench. And he actually gave me my treatment on a Friday night at Hambrook. 
You know, and he's the manager of Bristol Rivers at the time. Yeah, he, he, uh, he, BG as we all called him and all that. He, he, you know, he was quite a hard taskmaster and, and all that. But he was a decent manager, to be fair, at the, at the lower level. And he, he, he did all right with us. And he, he was always shrewd with players. Stuart Pearce, he spotted, and Gary Penrice, he brought Penrice in, and Nicky Tanner, who ended up playing in the Premiership. Yeah. And uh, when he went to Wimbledon, didn't he, didn't he win the FA Cup? Won the Wimbledon? FA Cup, yeah. yeah. Proper yeah. football bloke, though, wasn't he? Yeah. Nice bloke and a proper football bloke. I still see him now, he lives up by me. Well, well, I saw him at a Western game a few years ago, and I was with my eldest son, Ollie. And I said, Ollie, I said, this is the reason why you're alive and all that, because obviously being in Bristol, and Gordy absolutely loved it. He sort of, yeah, yeah, because yeah, obviously I met my wife and, yeah. and went from there, like. Yeah. But yeah, he was, uh, yeah, he was, he was, he was, he was a good manager. He, was he obviously gave him a chance. So. Yeah. And he, he was good at that as well, wasn't he? Giving yeah. giving players a chance, local players. But it must have been good for you because he was a centre forward and he was a little bit in the style of you, wasn't he? He wasn't a runner as such, was he? He was a good. He's goal scorer, yeah. so he loved people yeah. that score goals, and obviously I like scoring goals. And um, but I, I say scored goals for Arsenal, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. FA League Cup final, I think for Swindon, maybe. I think it was yeah, against Arsenal. But he um, he played a couple of games, as I mentioned at the start. And there was one game we played at Cardiff, and he was outstanding. Um, and he was telling, I went over to take to get the throw in. He went, go and get in the box, go and get in the box. And he basically went, stood in the box. He got the throw in, did a little shimmy. At Ninian Park, crossed it, and I just didn't have to move. Just, just edited it in, and uh, you know that was the experience mm. of him helping a youngster, which you just don't get these days, yeah. or not, not, or very rarely. But a, a great, great story with Gordy. We played. Um, is it right to tell this one with Gordy? Yeah. <laughs> we played. We, we played. A, um, we played because of the. Um, uh, the, the fixture pilot. We had to play a first team game at Lincoln, so I was in the squad to play at Lincoln. And uh, the idea was we were playing at Lincoln, travelling to Norwich and playing a conference a a combination game the next day against Norwich uh, on the Carrow Road pitch. And all the lads that didn't travel were playing at Swansea in the combination. Again, Steve White played in that because he'd just come back from an injury, I remember. He was sort of a big name from Rovers past that played in that. Played the game on the uh, against Lincoln. I was supposed to make my debut. I was in the pattern of play all before and all that. I was the once again one sub in those days. And Gordy, because of how I looked on the coach up, he decided not to play me. I phoned my mum and dad, I'm making my debut tonight, you need to get up to Lincoln. They sat in the stand with me because I wasn't even in the tw- even in the twelve, so I missed so I missed out on that one. Um, but the next day, and this is this uh, Gary Penrice has always mentioned this one. The next day, because me and Gordy didn't play, we were going to be up front at Cow Road. Rule Fox was playing, the little nippy player, and they, that was the days when they had Dave Watson and Chris Woods who were in the crowd watching the game. So anyway, Gordy, bearing in mind he played so well at, Nun- at Ninian Park uh, a couple of months before, he had an absolute stinker because because we drew at Lincoln 2 all, Devon White scored a couple for Lincoln, I think, uh, we had a night out in wherever we stayed. So he was a bit worse for wear. So we played the game, we're out, he's having a nightmare, he's gone over to take a corner, and we had five different corners there. So it was either one, two, three, four, and five was basically pinging a ball across the pitch, which he always fancied he could do. So he's put the ball down at, 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 on, the, on, the, on the thing for a corner flag, on the corner flag. This is Bobby Gould. Bobby Gould. I can't believe he's taking corners. And he's gone number five, because he, he fancied himself oh. as a bit of a pink lace in a ball and all that, you know, like one of those. <laughs> he's gone, and I don't know whatever light, he's gone to take the corner after putting the ball down, and I don't know how he's done it, but he's kicked the corner flag and snapped it oh. in half <laughs> with the ball there. <laughs> 
Trevor Morgan is rolling around on the floor <laughs> in, the, in the middle, and we've looked up at Cordy, he's picked the flag up and started waving it like that. And then when, when he, he had, then took the corner, it came in, nothing happened from it, and then he went over the touchline and took himself off. <laughs> and Gary Penrice come on for him because he played the he played the night before, but and that's I think Penrice was on um, Shoot magazine and that was his funniest moment. And, yeah. And it, you know you can imagine someone breaking the corner flag yeah. and all that. But that was Gordy. That, I think that was the last game he played. Yeah. So, yeah. You had great camaraderie, didn't you, when you come come over to Twerton Park? We always felt, you know, we had good camaraderie at Bath, and we felt that the Rovers crew of that that or the Rovers squad of that time had that sort of same camaraderie. Is it was that fair to say? Yeah, I think so. I was always a little bit jealous because, like, uh, the, the, what you had at Rovers, because Painey was always top top dollar on a night out in the Papillons <laughs> in the old days, as it was, and all that. But I always remember there was obviously Palmsy. Yeah. There was. Dave, there was Dave Singleton, who was an absolute nutcase. Um, Burks, like, Rob Cousins, you had a good team spirit. And then that's what we sort of built in time when Jerry took over. Yeah. And, you know, it helps winning games, doesn't it? You had a good team at Bath when we had a good team. And, and you know, it's built from there. But if you ain't got a good team spirit, you're not going to get anywhere. No, we said that many, many, many times, haven't we? So... <clears throat> How long did you spend at Rivers and how many games and goals can you remember? It was nine years. See, what I've done there, Dave, yeah. is I've not given the stats that I've got, just in case I've got <laughs> You probably had three months. It's going to be interesting then. Right, OK, so I think... It, so I was there nine years, but a couple of years I was out injured, so I was really only playing for about six years of that because nine years was obviously a year not in the team playing for the youth I think I played about 229 games about 222 games and I scored about 69 goals oh, I love it most stats were right how many headers <laughs> well Lindsay Parsons three but yeah no something like that so, yeah. is that right yeah something well, like two, 222 and 63 goals right okay yeah. not bad not bad yeah. did you that's good you come to Bath with us didn't you on loan or something didn't you what age were you then were you well that that was in Jerry's first year and I was Jerry Francis Jerry Francis yeah. yeah and I was sort of surplus to requirements Penrice had been turned from a midfielder to go up front Devon White mm. and Jerry was playing in that Lincoln game and I was up in the stand with mum and dad he, he got to the Devon from that game because he caused us that many problems and he wanted yeah. a big target man and that's how Devon arrived at um, Bristol Rovers and for whatever reason it just wasn't in the plans and all that so I ended up going out on loan to Bath with Mick, uh, with Bobby Jones and Mick Lyons yeah. Yeah. and I was trying to remember some of the players Paul Williams who used to play up front there was a guy called Paul Williams I think played, or Williams that played up front um, yourself um, Ion Bailey was part of the yeah. squad who, who, yeah. who lives in the same or did live in the same street as me um, I can't remember too many other. Paul Stevens had he been there yeah. then yeah. Uh, yeah. Palms was there Palms must have been there Richard Crowley yeah probably Rich yeah. Jeff, Jeff Sherwood probably Jeff, Jeff was there I, th- yeah. I think Jeff might have did, just gone to Yeovil but uh, but yeah Frigga, Friggy wasn't there who would come on to but then it didn't work out at, at Bath so I went to Trowbridge who was we did not work out at Bath I just wasn't getting playing. I wasn't oh, really? physical enough for the because it was obviously a big standard yeah. conference football, and I was still only 19, yeah, 19 right, yeah. 20 and I just physicality-wise, yeah, wasn't up to it really. But then I dropped a level and went to Trowbridge, playing with um, John Freeguard, 
and one of the best things that ever happened always and he knows this and I saw him at Bath a couple of weeks ago I needed a target man to play with he was perfect he won all the flick-ons I was quite good at anticipating things so got that and we had a great partnership and we you know, we turned Gloucester over that had Dixie, Steve Owen and they were the team of the time we turned, we turned them over Mike Kilgore was playing who I still speak to now with his, obviously with his son Alfie and uh Badly, was it Badly? Jerry Gill was Kevin playing. Badley. Kevin Badly, yeah, Jerry Gill, 17. Marcus, Marcus Bray uh, was there. I don't think he got sent off in my time, which no? was on the feet for him. But uh, no, he did actually come on uh, eight minutes and got sent off. <laughs> well, you, you mentioned John Frigo, and i got to say, you've got a better memory than John Frigo oh. because he forgot everything. Good memory, he was on. God bless his cotton socks. Yeah, he so he'd done head in in that team. <laughs> Yeah. He was a good player, not yeah. non-league level. He was, he was a really good, really good player. Great, great for me. Great fun as well, wasn't he, John? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Great, great, great line. Fun. Yeah. He used to come out at half time and give it how long to go, ref? Like, you know, yeah. like, <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> it's, he's one of those because of, because of his um, his body and everything else. He didn't probably get the credit he deserved as you know in non-league, but he scored goals for everyone. A bit like yeah. yourself. Yeah, yeah, good. At non-league level, he, he was fantastic. So that done you well. Then you went back into the pro game, yeah. Yeah, well, and this is looking at the senior players these days, like to, from our, our era to, to now. Basically, I went back, had a bit of confidence, and started playing well in training. And you know, I've always gone on record. Jeff Twentyman, uh, not as good a percentage as you, obviously, Tone. Uh, Ian Alexander, Ian Holloway, and Vaughan Jones, who was club captain. They all had chats with Jerry at different stages, and Jonah used to have meetings with him as Jerry used to do with his captain. And he said, I think you, want, you need to give Boris a chance. And um, I was never going to get in front of Penny, uh, yeah. and, and obviously Devon was the target man. But if there was one place where it wasn't working out, and I couldn't even tell you who was, who was playing there, it was right wing. Yeah. And um, yeah. so Jerry tried, he, he gave me a chance, um, and I ended up. Uh, my debut was against Sunderland. We won four 0 at Twerton. Got on the sheet, and then from there we had a we had a really good run as a team. Which was brilliant or anything like that. We got a few goals, and on the back of that, Jerry and I was in Last Chance Saloon. Jerry gave me a contract, and that's where that sort the of team. History. Well, it was like Jock was right back, Vaughan was left back, um, Nigel Martin was in goal. So if you were having a bad game, oh, you'd pull off a yeah. brilliant save. Twenty minutes and Yatesy were playing. Yeah. Reese had signed. Holloway was obviously the the main the main man, the, the tallies man for us. Percy was playing on the right. But he started on the right wing, I think. Ian Holloway didn't he right wing? Yeah, but, was, yeah. Then well, when when Jerry brought him back and paid ten grand for him, because he left Holloway. Ollie left when I went when Gordy came back. I don't think they were Get great on. friends at the time, but he got sold to Wimbledon because yeah. Rose needed the money. But Holloway was then the tallies man in midfield. Devon was with Penny. Pen Percy was doing all the wing play like you used to do, like you know, and all that. But want a goal scorer, and then you had me that wanted to get in the box, and I would get the knockdowns. And if anyone can read Devon White's head, then you, you've got to have half a bit about it because no one knew where that was going. And that was our sort of. Bear in mind, there's only one sub. That was our sort of team. You had some good times there, though, didn't you? Where he was, they were a good side. Were you in the team that won the league above Bristol City? Yes, yeah. You won, was it 3 0 at the end of the season? 3 0, yeah. That was, yeah. That's it, wasn't it? Yeah. Brilliant day. That was a, that, it got cancelled because the, the ground had strangely burnt earlier in the season, <laughs> if you remember rightly. 
don't know, don't know where. Who left that candle on? Yeah, yeah. So, and, and it got cancelled, and that's why it was played at the end of the season. It was basically whoever won that game, was it May the 2nd? If Rovers won, they were promoted. If City got a draw, or obviously won, they were promoted and would win the league. So we had to win it, really. And, yeah, it was a great night. And, uh, yeah, we turned them over. Just a shame it was a Tuesday and I couldn't go up chasers. But there you go. <laughs> we, went on, we went the next night. Is that the last time you beat City? <laughs> no, we had, a, no we, had, we, had, we had a good time. We had, we, I think we, we only lost one in Jerry's time. And that was a Louis Donovan goal right at the end of the game when Ian Holloway missed a penalty at, at Ashton. And that was uh, the only one. But they deserved to win that game, if we're honest about it. So, so yeah, some good good games against so, them. So, during our time at Bath and you were at Ravers, we were quite pally, weren't we, the yeah. Ravers lad? Yeah. But I can remember we used to go out in town, like you said earlier, and the Ravers could always get in the nightclubs if you said your name. Do you remember? So we used to go out with a few of you, and then when the went about, we used to get in by using your names. <laughs> so you just mentioned Andy Reese. Andy yeah, Reese. I think yeah. I had a bit of curly hair like him at the time. Yeah, you've got to say colour yeah. now as well. And, to be I, fair. and I remember going what down, and I was in the queue at, at Papillon. What's the other club we used to go to? It's one of the clubs we went to. And we said, uh, Bristol Rovers. What's your name? And I went, Andy Reese. Sing is behind me. Devon White. <laughs> <laughs> and that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For those of you that don't, and the singer, Dave Singleton, uh, yeah, carries typical in though. Yeah. Yeah, Singy was the funniest person in the world, wasn't he? Yeah. I don't mean him to be. He never told a joke, it's just his actions, wasn't it, of how he was. Yeah. You know, driving along with a car out the sunroof with his feet. We've <laughs> got about 60. <laughs> Don't know we're talking about. No, let's move on. So, Rovers, what happened after Rovers? Went to, uh, didn't get offered a new contract with John Ward. I'd been injured okay. all season, so that wasn't good. He got Wall Sterling in, and just didn't really, didn't really happen there So uh, for that season. So. Did you get on with John? No, I got on right. I got, uh, okay, I'll get on fine with him now, yeah. but I think at the time I was. I'd never been injured and I found it quite hard to be injured and you know I like having a mess about and all that and I just didn't know how I, the rehab wasn't like rehab now and I just became a bit of a pain in the ass I suppose but yeah. um, you know not doing anything in the day and just twiddling your thumbs and you were at, we used to train at Fry's and you had a porter cabin little multi gym not like what, what you get these days um, but ended up ended up leaving and it was done the right way it was a shame because I was there nine years so it'd been nice to have been there a bit longer a testimonial and ended up going to Walsall with Kenny Evitt Right. Um, for a year and that went okay we got promoted um, but I only played about 11 starts but I was part, part of the squad playing with Kevin Wilson Carl Lightbourne Martin O'Connor who was like the Ian Holloway of Walsall fantastic yeah. player um, and yeah we, we, we got promoted but again Chris Nicholl was manager because Ken had got sacked um, not, not long into that first season and uh, stayed there a year and then sort of Drifted out of the league because yeah. I had a, a blood disorder. Yeah, so, right. uh, so yeah, just going just back one little stage. You know, we used to obviously with with the Rovers sharing Trumpton, uh, Twerton, sorry. You know, we'd always we had nowhere to train, so we'd train on the pitch on a Thursday night. And and Jackie Pitt, Grand Jackie, Smith, yeah, and yeah, John Ward, manager, like they would the amount of. Rollickins I'd have on a Friday morning from my chairman who was Ray Stock at the time because we trained on the pitch Jack had come in was looking after the pitch come in and, 
we turfed it up and all that. But we never did it when it didn't bother us the way we played when we were home yeah. <laughs> on the Saturday. It, you know, I don't know what it's like now, but it looks nice from the sidelines for a couple of weeks ago. But it was quite bumpy, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, the grain technology has, has moved yeah. on now, hasn't it? Without a shadow of a doubt. But yeah, I, I, that was interesting. And Jackie didn't like me. Did he not? Like me at all. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, and that's another Rovers legend from back in the day. Yeah, he was. Well, when when I was a youngster, we had to we had to go down to Eastfield and fought the pitch, and all that. But I was top scorer in the first team that first year when I'd started, yeah. um, but could, couldn't get in for, for you know just for age and all that, and the players that had come in, and uh, we had to we were down there Christmas time forking the pitch to get it ready, and you just thought, what am I? I was a pro, and you think, what am I doing? But it was a good upbringing, like doing things like that, keeping it sort of real. So most stats are saying you had a little loan spell at Exeter. With Terry Cooper, right? Yeah, TC. Yeah, TC went 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 down there, and uh, Trevor Morgan was down there again. Um, Steve Neville, Mark Gavin, Andy Llewellyn. Oh, what a school that was! A uh, car school that was. It, 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 I, wasn't, I wasn't there long. I, I, we, I did okay, you, you know. Just added a little time, but you know Terry Cooper was always a good one. And Mark's taken it on. I know from his Forest Green days, he used to as you're getting off the coach. He said, Boris, chips for your pre-match. That meant you weren't playing. That was his way of telling you. Was it chips? Chips for your pre-match. <laughs> <laughs> I said that's that. A great, that's a great shame. I said, I said that to his. I said that to Mark, his son, when he was Forest Green manager. Because Ollie was out there for a bit. Anyway, yeah, I love that when he said. I'm going to use that next week. <laughs> <laughs> so you get, you can imagine, you're getting off the coach, like, you know, yeah. he's at the front, the manager at the front, he went, Boris, shit for you pre-match. <laughs> that was his way of telling you, you're number 12. Who, who actually give you the name of Boris? I know it's obviously Boris Becker, well, but that's a long time ago now, isn't it, yeah, Boris Becker? Well, it, it was down at Eastville, and it was yeah. Gaul- it was Gaudy, and um, they played Notts Forest, um, and he was quite good friends with Brian Clough. Yeah. And... Gordy sort of started it and he had just won Wimbledon for the first time as a 17 year old whatever it was and back in that day you know I did, did? nearly have ginger ale it's more <laughs> strawberry blonde but it, it did it did look the same but I never thought I uh, thought it was for a German sense of humour I never yeah. thought it was in there <laughs> I, I never thought I, I didn't think I'd look that much like him but then, but then me and Wet we, we went to Wimbledon and he lost to Pat the day I was there he lost to Pat Doohan which was the first time he'd lost and I was sort of I wasn't in the ground but I could you could see through a, a ledge and uh and I thought, bloody hell, yeah, I do. Like him, yeah. <laughs> not, not now, though. It's funny. And I ain't got his money, not but, that he's got but any. But and it's funny how that's stuck there, all these years, because everyone just addresses you as Boris, don't they? Yeah. And they know who you are. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know anyone really who calls you Dave. No. Dave it's just with It's just with <laughs> And if, if your wife's trying to be clever, it's really dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> like, but, yeah. Let's mention your wife, Luke. It's, yeah, long time together, obviously. Yeah, been together for oh, 25, cool, that's not a tester, 20, 25, 24, well, 26. Don't get this wrong. No, no, married 23 years because we'd already had Ollie, who's 24. Really? It was November, no, November the uh, 1st we got married um, 23 years ago. And, uh, yeah, you know, it's brilliant for the kids and all that. Probably money cuddles them a little bit, but she's been fantastic. Um, 
If you, you hadn't met Lou, do you reckon you'd have settled in Bristol, or do you reckon you? Would oh yeah, definitely. You I still would have settled. Oh yeah, here. I loved it. I yeah. love Bristol. I love the people, and, and always have. And I, I, yeah, this this is definitely my home. You know, my mum, my dad died. My dad died um, 20 years ago, unfortunately, playing golf. But uh, my mum still lives in the same house in Sanders where I was born. Um, so uh, so yeah, she's 83 now. But but yeah, no, Lou, Lou's been brilliant. She comes from a family uh, a, a sporting background I wouldn't say lose sporty which comes from a background uh, Darren Lloyd her, her brother is the Clifton yeah, Clif- Darren, yeah. yeah he's the Clifton rugby uh, director of, of rugby there and the Lloyd family are quite synonymous with Dings Dings, Ding, yeah. Dings rugby yeah. and all that Steve and the boys have got Jones. the sporting gene as well haven't they Pardon? Your boys have got the sports. Yeah, yeah. Ollie, Ollie plays for for Yate, and he's sort of coming into his own this year. As he sort of physically got better, bigger, and everything. And Yate are doing pretty well in the Southern Prem. And Tom, he's at Rovers, and he's had a he's had, well, he had a good start. Got a couple of goals, and uh, he's just been out on loan. And I think they're trying to get him back out on loan, but he is still only twenty. Mm. So you know, I had I had Ollie Clark as a young twenty-year-old at Gloucester when I was manager there. So I know where. Tom is to where he was and what a great career Ollie Clark had Alfie similar who's now played 100 games for Rovers nowhere near it till he's 22 so hopefully uh, that, that the experience of doing well in come Tom, back yeah, he, you've done it he needs to play games and with this Covid <laughs> Covid he, he just yeah. really hasn't played the last couple of years and a shame so yeah so I had a bit of a nomadic non-league yeah, I think I played for them all, to be honest. <laughs> I played well. Okay, yeah. well I guess we have in. How long you, we seem got? To get, you seem to get a mention. mention every time. So, Yate, Bath, Farnborough, Rushton, Forest Green Rovers, Bath, Clevedon, Portland, Bruce, Linton, <laughs> Western Supermare, Bitten, Manor Farm, and Gloucester. You must have some time. Right? Yeah, I, I only played at Gloucester because I, I had a small budget, so I had to come on a couple of yeah, times. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, no, what yeah. What were you then? 38. Well, I finished. I finished properly playing when I was 38 at Bristol Manor Farm with Steve Fay, who I know you've had on. Yeah. I'm sure I got loads of mentions from him. But uh, <laughs> uh, he did like you. Yeah, yeah. But he, he um, yeah. 30, so I played at 30, till I was 38 with the likes of Troy Simpson, Tony yeah. Cook, Rich yeah. Fay, who was a young goalkeeper then. So that was good. Tom Amlin, who was a fantastic player for me at Gloucester. Um, but yeah, I probably had too many non-league clubs. Uh, but I had a good good times at Portland with Pridham. Yeah. With uh, Alan Pridham. Tony Cook still says, like, I saw Cookie about a year or so ago, and uh, he said he, he always goes on, like, he used to do all my running, because I used to stand there and like, <laughs> score a goal, and he was running the channels, <laughs> yeah. smarty in behind, telling him what to do. Well, let's talk about Pridham, because we had Alan on, he was very entertaining. Yeah. And um, he did say, he mentioned... That he had the three, you know, you were the three amigos, and he had the three egos, which was you, Cookie, and Smarty. So, <laughs> would you say anything? That's, that's yeah. what he said. <laughs> Tony Cook, we won. very smart, and Boris. We won 18 games on the trot, so we must have done something right for him. But then, and then we lost the 19th when they actually had a, Elmore had a player sent off. But, um, but yeah, no, we had a decent team. We had Mark Buxton at the back. You know, Cookie. It was the days when Tommy Saunders was at Chippenham, so they were the main sort of non non league team. But Prids, Prids was one of those. You, he's affectionate, isn't he? And like yeah. you want to go and play for him, and that's how he got his players. And then you know he didn't know what he was on. He didn't know what he was on about and all that. But basically, he's right. Me, Cookie, and Smarty ran the dressing room. <laughs> and as I, as I was saying to you earlier, we used to, you know, Prids would have his say, and then we'd come in with what we had to say more often than not. <laughs> 
and all that. But and then when I went into management, it was a totally different kettle of fish from talking about it sat on the thing to actually looking up with about fifteen players looking at you for inspiration or words of wisdom. You're quite successful out there, aren't you? Managing. Yeah, you well, like management. Where did you start off? Gloucester. Well, I, you I, went Timmy Harris's assistants yeah well I started off with um, started off with Badge who, uh, Nigel oh, Webb right, yeah. Nigel Webb that, as assistant manager just down the road at Brislington because yeah. I'd sort of he, he was coming from High High Ridge High Ridge and he, you know going into sort of semi-professional yeah. football where you were pa- where you, you were followed pa- me after I was sacked at Brisbane. oh right okay sorry about that <laughs> <laughs> But, um, but yeah, no, ended up. But, but then more or less straight away, I got the offer to go. Frank Regan had left Aberystwyth, but he couldn't manage the team straight away because of a contractual dispute. So he could watch games, but he couldn't manage, and he didn't. So Chris Smith, Smudger, who I was good mates with, um, another player who played for Bath, yeah. um, he said, would I come and do it with him? And then when Frank did take over, we'd do, the, do it between the three of us. And, and I'll be a player on the, on the bench. That was Western. That was at Western. So I went in there. We've done pretty well. It was it was the year, and Frank was going on and on and on about it. We have got to come in the top ten because it was, that was when it changed to the Conference South and North. Yeah. And the players, you know, I know, you know, I wanted to play. And Tiverton, who were up there all season, they should have won it. They had a terrible run, and we ended up pipping them on the last game of the season to get in there and that's why Tiverton who were a big club back in those days so non-league never got in into the Conference North if, I, if my memory yeah. served me is correct yeah. so I was with Frank and then like you said uh, what was I doing I wasn't I don't think I was doing anything and then Smudger helped Tim Harris who went back to help Gloucester uh, and they kept him up on the last day of the season but Smudger didn't want to do it because of work commitments and Tim Harris said he was the best person to, to get in and, and I didn't know Tim I heard of him obviously yeah. and uh, someone said try and get Boris and uh, I went I went there and we had a meeting at Almondsbury's ground because their under 18s were playing and um, and I come out with the shout which you two will appreciate I said Gloucester when I was playing at Rovers always had a good team and I think it's because they had a link with Bristol because you had Steve Owen you had Stixie Steve Tallboys and you had uh, Mike Kilgore was coming from Melksham area where he lives. You know, um, Fricky was there for a bit, I think. Le- yeah, with Les yeah, Alderman, Bloodmare. yeah. Uh, but that, and I was playing against them for Rovers. Paul Milson, who's from yeah. Bristol, I know, played for him. He's grousing for a bit. And I just said, I think I might be able to help with that. And I think Tim liked that. And um, from that, we got in Jack Pitcher, Tom Hamlin, Aaron Wilson. We, we started a link of, uh, of Bristol players, and then that grew. And we ended up, Tim packed it in a year later because he had work commitments. He offered me the job. I said no. That evening, I was with, uh, training because Ollie was at Rovers uh, Youth Academy with Alfie Kilgore. Uh, Alfie Kilgore and Mike Kilgore said to me, you've got to be mad. He said, you've got a good... And I did already have a ready-made team there, more or less, with players like Lee Smith there, Matt Rose, you know, yeah. quality players, Tom Webb. And and um, and I went back to Tim and I said I think I wouldn't mind having a go, and um, but Prids nearly took it. No, he, he did. No, do, do you know what happened? Prids nearly took it. And I went round his house. True story. I went round his house, and we started hiring and firing, 
and there were some players in that dressing room because we he was going to bring in his players like Mike Green who was from up that way but at Bath yeah. and I was up for that and I told, I told the Gloucester lads this um, and I went I, I basically went oh, I got in the car on the way back and I thought I can't do that to certain players like Tom Webb who's now gone on and played 800 odd games for him and retired and was brilliant yeah. you, you know and so I took the job and I, and I went in the I went in the dressing room and I told them that basically you lot, I, was, I said I couldn't do it to you and I think that was quite good because that got them on side Sorry. for yeah. me and um, well, we got promoted that season so but that was from Tim's Tim was still there yeah. and he was my director of football but he never got involved in picking a team or anything and he was the first person off the pitch shook me hand when we won or lost I can remember when he was at Gloucester and I was at Bishop Sutton I think and I had phone up for a player <laughs> and I, he said he had ink on it and he said I got one yeah he's alright lives in Bristol I don't know his can't remember his name but I don't want to to say it because he on. said he played for Arsenal I don't remember his name do you know his name Liam <laughs> but not the, he said he played for Arsenal he scored a goal in a reserve game for Arsenal is that right yeah Billy Clark put me on to him <laughs> uh, and basically <laughs> He, oh. he, he sort of he did score a goal and he got a trial on the back of it. he turns that. up in an Arsenal tracksuit to training but he doesn't drive so you've got to, you get some <laughs> two buses to get to training and when you I put them on the pitch well, you, they must have all been out there in fit so just look at what I'm giving painting but um, yeah thanks for that so you knew what you were doing Boris when you offloaded yeah well yeah but you, you were very successful at Gloucester, and I don't think you get the credit you deserve because you kept them up on a shoestring budget for, what, six years? Five, six years? Yeah, yeah, six and a half years I was, I was manager there for nine years. That's one thing I was proud of as a manager. Like, every year I was manager, whether it's Mangersfield, um, you know, I did laterally, uh, not for long, uh, but um, Gloucester, we, we came higher each year. We yeah. were in, and even the, when they did give me the sack, bear in mind we just had seven games, which is a conference record, called off for weather, weather or whatever. We'd ended up going from fifth from bottom to second from bottom, but we had seven games in hand, yeah. and only two were against the playoff teams. So I was a bit, I was a bit disappointed with that. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I, you know, I don't, I, again, really proud of it. My budget was two thousand nine hundred a week net. Uh, uh, sorry, gross. Yeah. Um, sorry, three three one gross. And we were playing teams that had Fleetwood, 26 grand a week budget. And like, you know, we, we were one all with Fleetwood with a minute to go. And my, my uh, Baldwin, my player was eight on 80 quid a week, got knocked off the ball by 800 pound player to score the goal, went back to the semi-circle and blew up and we lost 2-1. But that, like lad said, you got one player on that amount. And you, this is Neil Musto and AD Harris, my assistants. Saying that is a difference in, yeah. in quality. There's always, there's always a, whatever, now. whatever level you're at, there's always one or two clubs that throw money at it. And Alfreton were another one. Yeah. But uh, the only teams we didn't beat in the whole time was Fleetwood, um, who we played only played twice in fairness, and Chester, because because yeah. they went through us. But we beat all the we got something against the Halifaxes. That's a tough league as well, that, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. It's, it, I personally think, you know, I've watched a couple of Bath games recently and I, know, I watched a Gloucester game recently against Kidderminster who just just got through to the first round of the FA Cup. Yeah. And I personally think the Northern League's harder and stronger um, and, a better, and a better league. 
but that's just that's just my opinion. That's just. Well, I think it's because you've got all those, nor- the Northerners. Is you know that. Well, you just North mentioned a few ex-league teams there, aren't you? Halifax, Chester. Well, look at, look at they got the history, mate. haven't they? Fleetwood, Fleet- yeah. Mm, Football, yeah. yeah. Well, Jamie Vardy had already left them by then, but he had played. He had played there, and and what you get the I'm not saying academies are run better up north than south, but you've got, you know, when I was driving up to Blackburn when Ollie was there, you've got Wigan, you've got Liverpool, Turner, you've got Manchester, you've got Burnley, you've got Preston, you've mm. got Birmingham, you you know, yeah, got a lot of less Leicester, you know, Nottingham, you know, there's a lot more, lot more up there, like. It might, and that's my point. We we used to love it, didn't we? Going up that north because southern softies and all that, and they'd give it to us, and you know the ultrams and the runcorns and uh, take the piss out the accent. And but we used to love to go out there and, and and prove people wrong. But you but you had a bit of a northern mentality about you, didn't you? The Bath, you know, and no win, uh, you know, not not, not like the, the the London teams that are no. just like the crafty we, company. We, we played to win, and yeah. Was, yeah but, but we we used to like. One of the best games we always liked was, we, you know, a great non-league club from our from our days, Blythe Spartans. Mm. And you know what everyone looked to you got on Boxing Day? We used to think, when we go Blythe Spartans, so we could go to Newcastle on the night out. And every year we played them away uh, around Easter time. So it's towards the end of the season. And, and you know, we were always in that bo- bottom half most, most of the time. Every time we played up there, we won. At the night out in Newcastle, um, and more or less got us safe. You know, Ben won two seasons. We were like tenth and twelfth in the mm-hmm. in the league. So and, and then get and that got the team spirit going. Yeah. And like, well, we've, we've mentioned it in previous podcasts, haven't we? We, we had some good nights out in, in uh, Newcastle. Yeah, when we played Gateshead in that. You know, but we the, the first year we had two nights up there. We had a Friday and a Saturday, and the players had to pay just put put a bit of effort in and they paid thirty quid for yeah. for the second night to to stay up there. Um, but then the next year, Blythe came down to us on the morning and beat us 4 0. We were at awful playing when we were playing at Wadham Road because we played there for a little bit. And uh, <laughs> so I knew we were going to be travelling. So we had, when we played them, we were leaving at, we were leaving Bristol at five, 5 to 6 in the morning to go and play a game of football. It was terrible, really, because I was knackered by 3 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> so from, from Gloucester, Mangotsfield? Yeah, um, I went in um, went in as assistant to Tomo. Um, Mike Richardson was keen for him to, to to get someone on board, to maybe do the training, and I really enjoyed it with Tomo. And I see a lot of Tomo Richard now. Thompson, Rich yeah. Thompson, yeah, I see a lot of him now because he's director of football at Yate and uh, doing really well, and he, he's definitely done a good job there. And um, and then I basically packed it in because I sort of wanted to become number one again, and I didn't want to get to the stage which I told Tomo where I was one of those assistants going, oh, don't agree with this, don't agree with that. So I thought the best thing was to be to go. And then Tomo packed it in a week later, um, which was a sort of a shock. So him and Lee Barless left, because I think he had just had enough. So I applied for the job. I got it. And um, that first season, I think it was November I went in, and that was basically, I was telling the players, we ain't going to win anything this year, but we want to have a go at it next year. So you're fighting for your places for this year. We did all right. I tried a few things. And we ended up. We were um, well. We were with two games to go. We were six in the table. I gave a few of the kids a chance because I wanted to see what they were like for next season. And at that level, what annoys you? I gave them the chance, 
and we, we only got one point out of two. If we'd won one of those games, which I could have done if I played the strongest team, we would have come sixth. We ended up coming eighth, mm. which I was a bit annoyed about. Um, and that was one place outside the playoffs. And those two players actually went to Portland because they wanted to play. So you try to give the kids a chance, and then that's sort of thrown back in your face, which disappointed me a little bit. But Mangersfield, it was the same old problem. We were, when I, when I, when we were. It's in uh, the season we were doing really well they cut the budget which was a shame had to tell Mike Richardson cutting the budget well, never I, I don't I, I think there were a few things I before didn't know. Christmas or just after <laughs> January <laughs> so and I, I did I think I well I, I spoke I told the player I had to tell the, I knew about it and we drew the game and then I had to tell the players and I was as honest as it as sort of could be about that and um a couple of players weren't really too, too, too impressed with me, but it wasn't me. Um, and it was a shame, really, because I'd got some play, I got some sort of players in. Um, so I found it really hard that summer keeping a lot of the players because they all went. Most of them went. I got some good players in, like Nick Pier, yeah. who went on to be a tallies man for Yates. I was yeah. trying to get Sam Turlin, who's Yates right back now, who's a fantastic player. I was getting the right players in. I probably would have had Ollie. Up, up with me, you, you know, and I think we we could have gone and and, and done a bit, but I it, we started the next season. We lost we, the first two games of the season. We had Taunton and Salisbury, and I was just like, oh my god, because you always want to get off to a good start. We lost both of them. One of them just, and the other one we got we got battered, but we had did have a couple of injuries. Peary wasn't fit. Then we played in the FA Cup to Wad down. We lost, we missed an open goal after two minutes, and then we lost the game 1 0, deservedly so. Uh, Ray Johnson, who's the Manchester manager now, was the manager. I went in the dressing room after, and I said, I'm just, uh, I'd gone out, I'd gone out and spoke to Bob Jenkins, who I get on really well with now, and Mike, who's a, you know, a decent bloke. I just said, I've had enough. I just, you know, they've always wanted to have a cut run, but if you want to have a cut run, it takes time to build that. Look at Yate this season. It's taken three or four years to get into the first round yeah. of, the, of the FA Cup. You need, you need a bit of luck as well, don't you? So you finish with football now, managing and everything? Yeah, yeah. I, I saw a couple of people at the Rovers game at the weekend and they, they always ask, are you going to do it? You never say never because yeah. it's, it's in your blood, like Tone said. And um, But probably not. If I had two girls and they weren't playing football, I'd probably still be doing it. But my boys play football. It's nice though, too. And I like, I, and I like to watch. And I can, I can leave my house at twenty to three. And I can be at Yates Ground if I want to go to Yates to watch a game. Uh, you know, do all that, and you know, I can go and watch what I want and do and do what I want. And you don't get the hassle because the players are hard workers, <laughs> we all know, and they're not like they used to be. Let's just say, say that. But, uh, but there's some good, there's some good, good non-league players out there, and I just enjoy watching the local football. Biggest biggest highlight for your career? Managing, playing? Probably the two that always stand out, beating City to get promoted, because that was massive. If you could have got 60,000, 70,000 in a stadium, you would. But there wasn't one that you couldn't do that at all. And you couldn't do that at Ashton. <laughs> so I'd have to say that. Scoring the goal at Twerton to take against Notts County to take Rovers to their first Wembley appearance, that was big for me because as a goal scorer yeah. you want to score important goals and then as a manager it'd have to be the, the promotion at Farnborough we beat Farnborough 1-0 we should have won the league um, we beat them 1-0 and, and that was basically just down the road from where I was brought up Sandhurst yeah. so that, uh, and 
nice. Yeah, and that was it really. That was great. I always remember coming in the Farnborough game and in the days of mobile phones and having 175 texts. I've never had that before and I've never had it since. I've never been that popular. But uh, yeah, that was, I always, always remember that. So, Regrets? Any? He's had a few. <laughs> but then again, <laughs> too few to mention. <laughs> Probably been a bit more professional in my younger days to have a long, longer career in the game. A few have said that, haven't they? Mm. You had Mickey Tanner all, mention that. We all do that, like, you yeah, know. Yeah, but you're like, young. Yeah, you're young. Stevie Winter. Yeah, Stevie Winter mm. said that, yeah. Yeah, you know, make, make a, bit, a bit more professional. You know, I, I never went out when I shouldn't have gone out, but... You know, if I cut out a few of the Wednesdays, you know, I've probably been a bit better on the Saturday, like, you know. And but you hear the, the, the players of our era, you know, the, the, the top players, like the Tony Adams, they all done it. Yeah. They did it a lot more than and, us yeah. as well. As I was saying, yeah. when they were top players, I was just yeah. thinking that was a time yeah, you were true. in. Yeah. So, you yeah, know, the drinking more. culture, I mean, that probably changed when a lot of the Arsene Wenger's started coming in the, yeah, the English game, didn't it? You know, they... Science. Yeah, the science. Of it. When, I, when I look back, it was like, and maybe that was just the level I was at. Like when we played City, build up to Bristol City games, never went out for a couple of weeks before, and you didn't really go out after anyway. And um, and and like you know, we always seem to have decent games against them, but I couldn't maintain that week after week no. after week after week. I do. <laughs> looking at the Premiership I players, can... what do they do? I got one question. When you played the City in Bristol, could you go out in Bristol? Because I, I've heard like Ian Holloway could never go out because if he's seen any City fans, they'd be horrendous. And you're pretty popular, wouldn't you? I mean, you, you can't mistake you, can you? If you went out after scoring a goal against Bristol City in town you, on a Saturday night, the, you would get abuse, wouldn't you? Yeah, the, the golden rule, not a golden rule, but it was sort of known. You didn't go out a week before. And you tended not to, and you didn't go out. Um, you, you didn't go out for about a week after. But with the Bristol City fans, I like to think I got on the right them because we would go and have a chat with them. They, if they would give us a bit of banter, we'd have a little bit of banter back and yeah. just be friendly with them. Like you know, you, yeah. we would have seen you lot down there, and we were all right. And I think they they sort of even came round with you. Yeah, they're all right, mm. and, and we were. And you'd have a bit of banter with them, and you'd let them give me a bit of stick, and you, you didn't. Get but remember that season you went up. It was that you know. Well, there, there was two and in through in all season. I bet there was a bit of. Um, well, there was there was one. There, there, there was there was one. There, there was one. We beat that Twerton and it was the first two goals I got against City. We beat them three two. I think in the end, um, I got a couple and Carl Saunders scored at Twerton and it was a midday kickoff. And I went up. This is the day before mobile phones. I went up Kingswood on the afternoon and to have a bet. In Lab uh, to have a bit in, Labr in the Labrooks, I got spotted, and two of my mates come across and insisted I went in chasers downstairs, and all the Rovers fans were there, and I've walked in and there was you know what cheer, I, I, I didn't want to do it, and I walked sort of straight back out, and I just didn't want to do it. <laughs> dragged in there to be <laughs> so that was the, technically the only time I did go out but we were in Heartland uh, Rovers fans uh. well you, you look at it now you know social media and everything else so oh. it's, it, it must be murder for the oh, modern yeah. day pro at the moment you know, everyone, everyone's a critic aren't they yeah. everyone on the, like the Facebook or Instagram they're all well, it's, you're on forums and all that and it's yeah. how the players ha handle that these days it must be must be really hard and they've probably got protocols at all, especially the top clubs you know I was manager down at Western and social media was just becoming and they were saying, Are you on Facebook? And I said, No. They said, You're getting pelters on there, you're getting slaughtered down there. <laughs> Absolutely slaughtered on there. And but I never read it. No. Nah. Yeah. 
You can chat, mate. This boy can chat. Who, <laughs> <laughs> me or you? <laughs> yeah, no, so, no, I'm only on Twitter and all that, so yeah. that's the only one I do. So, yeah, yeah it, it's murder. Is there anything else just to wrap up you'd like to share? No, I don't think so. I know I've met some, some great people over, over the years, really enjoyed my times playing non-league or, or, or professional professional football. Just anyone who's listening, you know, don't don't diss the non-league game around here if you're not watching Rovers or or your prefer, or your team, if you prefer Team Rovers or City. I think you know it's a de- decent standard of football out there at the moment. And thanks to everyone who's who's helped me along the way, really. Like, because if you don't play well in the, in, your, in the teams you're in, you, you're not, not going to get spied or whatever. Yeah. But there's been some good lads, and I enjoy bumping into them every now and then. Now I've got the uh, strawberry still got the strawberry blonde there. <laughs> Did any manager ever not play and give the excuse because it was hot? You might have got some. <laughs> Martin, Do- <laughs> Martin Dobson. <laughs> no, I gave him that excuse. Yeah, we played Newcastle once and I came, I came off after about, I think I might even come off at half time. Oh, I was dreadful. <laughs> that was dreadful. But no, 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 not, not because of the sun and all that. I'm going to thank you because you haven't mentioned the goal you scored against me. Yeah, no. Yeah, well, yeah, we did talk about that, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah, No, but this shows the competitor that Tom that Tom was. We played um, played a pre-season game. Were you manager? Yeah, manager. Player manager at the time and all that, and. Um, we played a game, and to be fair, he had me in his pocket like Tony Adams did back at, <laughs> back at Eastville. But I managed, I managed to managed to get a goal, like a, a little ricochet and all that. And he was so annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> the next time, the ball came up from Vaughan, I think it was, from the left back. So I felt an elbow in the back of my head. And he did apologise. So I go, oh, what's that for? And he did apologise. And we had a beer on the night. Yeah, and that yeah. and that was the thing that, that doesn't really happen. You, you know, you would... It was forgotten about when you were off the pitch. Yeah. Like, you know, you just got on with it. Yeah, fair play. Okay. Thanks very much, Dave May- Mayhew, Boris. Uh, wing it with Pena and Rico. Yeah, much appreciated. But... Thanks for inviting me. Yeah, thank you, Boris. I think it's the longest one yet. <laughs> How much was that? How long was that? You could chat. <laughs>